Hey guys, it's Mandy. I am so excited to share with you such a powerful word this morning. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And uh, what I feel is that as you receive this word today, it's really going to help you not only in your own life to have some understanding of part of your journey and the journey of your life and why things are as they are in your life, whatever that may mean for each of you. Um, And then also it's going to help you with your mentoring because, you know, all of us are called to mentor every human. You know, you may be six years old and think, I am too young to be a mentor, but you might have a little sister who's two years old and you can show them some kindness and model to them what life can be like. And so we're all mentors. And I think as we understand the purpose of of mentorship, being a big mom, not a big mom, a big brother, big sister, a mom, a dad, whatever that looks like in your life, however you lead, um, it brings a lot of purpose to our lives, a lot of meaning to our lives, and it's the way God created us. So I'm hoping that what I share with you today is really going to help you in that. So I want to tell you uh, about a little experience I had in my life that what it did was it created some momentum for greater experiences and greater success in other areas of my life, which created momentum for greater success in other areas of my life. So what began to happen because of this one specific event, which I'm going to tell you about, uh, my life just increased because of that. And so it's you can see the nature in life. It can be seen in any good decision that a person makes that affects the next good decision that they'll make and then the next decision and they'll and that good decision affects the people around them and the choices of themselves and other people and so what happens is the more we have the more we get in every area of our lives truly the greater revelation we have the greater revelation we will get and that's why Jesus says um, in the scriptures those who have will have more and those who don't have even what they have will be taken away. Actually, I misquoted that. It actually says, um, he says, those who have will be given more. And those who do not have, who have little, even what they have will be taken away. And that kind of sounds a little unjust and not unfair. But actually, it, it is the way that everything works. Because everything works with planting and reaping. You know, so we sow something, we have something, we sow it, and we get something. If we don't have seed, we won't reap anything. And so if you have a lot of seed, you're going to have a lot of reaping. And then the next year, you're going to have such a huge harvest. If you only have one seed, you'll have a little bit of reaping. So I want to talk to you today about something very important. Uh, Some seed, I will call it a seed, Um, a very important quality for us to nurture in our lives because I believe this is a critical, uh, if you will, domino in our life that if we have this in the right place, we are going to cause a domino of increase in every area of our lives. And a lot of times we can examine where there is no increase and a lot of times this domino is missing. So, When I was 15 years old, some of you may know my story, I'm Jewish. When I was 15 years old, I had an encounter with Jesus that literally changed everything for me. Um, But the interesting thing about my encounter with Jesus, because I know many of you listening to this, you've had um, experiences of Jesus, Uh, you came to know Jesus, some of you as children, some of you as adults, 
Um, but for me, I want to tell you about this experience because I think it really helped me to grow and increase in so many areas because of this one thing that happened to me. So because I was from a background of a another faith, Jew, Jewish, right? Not that Jewish is another faith because Jesus was Jewish too. <laughs> but in my specific uh, Jewish culture, my specific family and our belief system, we believe that Jesus was not the Messiah. And we were very uh, antagonistic against Jesus and against Christianity and against anything that had to do with that. And so I was anti-Jesus uh, growing up. And at the age of 15, I was extremely anti-Jesus. And uh, one thing I had decided from the time I was quite young is that if I ever, uh, you know, did believe fully in God, because I did have moments where I really did believe in God and I really, really treasured him, but I didn't believe in Jesus. But I, I went through moments where I didn't believe in God. And in those moments, I would clearly know I may believe in God one day, but it will never be Jesus. That was the one thing that I'd vowed. It will never be Jesus. And uh, one day I was in my bedroom, you know, unsuspecting of Jesus ever impacting my life and literally was in a crisis living in South Africa, full of fear. There was a lot of violence in our city. And uh, I was praying for protection, which I did every night anyway, just because it was a very unsafe place to live. And I grew up in fear. And one of those nights, I was praying. I was in crisis. There was another situation going on as well. And I was praying, which I often did. But this time, the desperation inside of me, something from inside of me said, Jesus. And as I said the name Jesus, I was absolutely shocked, shamed, dismayed. I wanted to shut up. I was upset with myself. I did not want to say the name of Jesus because everything inside me did not want to say that. Everything inside me did not want to pray to him. But something inside me compelled me. And in that moment of decision, I decided something which would change my life, which was I was actually going to say Jesus another time because it felt so sweet the first time. And so I pushed past everything that said no, and I said, Jesus, another time. And in that moment, he felt sweeter, but I was still objecting. And yet I put, pushed past my objections, and I said, Jesus, another time. This went on for a long time. I don't know how long it went on, but all I remember is that eventually I was absolutely in tears. I was fully surrendered to Jesus I broke through from the inside of me because I understood that this wasn't just a breakthrough of my belief system. This was everything I thought I would never be. This was my family. This I understood the implications it would make for me that right there in, that, in, that, in my bedroom <laughs> that evening, I knew this is going to be drama in my life. Am I ready for this? And it took me a while. And literally, I landed up in tears in complete surrender. And the thing I wanted to share with you is that that moment of surrender was so important because God knew everything I had to step into after that. After that, eventually, I had to tell my parents. Eventually, I had to release the secret. It took, I can't actually remember the timeline because in those days, I didn't really take note of time. <laughs> but it was between one to two years. I think it was more like two years before I told my parents. I had sneaked out once to, to go to a church. And at that point... Um, 
that was incredible for me. I'd never been experienced anything like that. Been to a church, put my foot in a church. Um, I actually raised my hands. It was absolutely the most incredible experience I'd ever had. Uh, but I had never told my parents. It required so much surrender for me to do that. And I had to really count the cost. There was a major price for me to do that. And from the very first time I first surrendered to him in that bedroom, every time I've come to a crossroads in my life, that has built in me a fortitude that I understand. I've paid the ultimate price. I I will keep paying this price to be fully surrendered, to obey him whatever he asks me to do, no matter how hard that is. No matter if I'm going to lose a friend, no matter if I'm going to lose credibility, no matter what I lose, I, I'm going to do that. Um, and so, you know, it's not easy to surrender. It's not easy to walk in obedience sometimes. Um, it's not easy to be in a position of surrender sometimes because surrender is not just, yes, God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Surrender is, it's, it's like, and I don't want you to get internal, too internal because Overly self-examination is not good, but really there are times where I just really say, God, like, I think this is right, but I am so open to you telling me it isn't. And can you please show me? And I will intentionally seek him out to show me if I'm in the wrong in a certain situation, in a certain belief system. Um, I, I put myself out there continually to him. Not all the time. I don't do it perfectly. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just... I'm just sharing that the increase has come for this grace to continue to submit to him when it's so, so hard because I've done it before. And if I had not done it before, it was so hard. That very first time was the hardest moment of my life when I said yes. That was the hardest moment, that first moment at 15. So what I want to encourage you today is there is nothing sweeter than surrender. There is no greater place in fully surrendering to him. And Jesus says in Luke 13, he talks about a narrow door. And a lot of times we just brush past this because we don't really know what it means. We know people come into the kingdom through Jesus and not through their own works. So we don't understand when Jesus actually puts a boundary on that. We're like, what are you saying? Are you saying I have to work for my salvation? But that's not what else you're saying. And we get confused. So I want to clear it up here. In Luke 13, he says, He said these words, he said, make every effort to enter through the narrow door because many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able to. Once the owner of the house gets up and closes that door, you will stand outside knocking and pleading, saying, open the door for us, sir. But he will answer, I don't know you or where you came from. Then you will say, we ate and drank with you and you taught in our streets. But he will reply, I don't know you or where you come from. Away from me, all you evildoers. That is confusing, isn't that? Because they ate with him, they drank with him. Does that mean that we could be thrown out of the kingdom? No. If you've fully surrendered, you will not. When you've, you know, and fully surrendered, we don't always do it perfectly. But I want to discuss what this looks like. Jesus explains that there's a house with a door. A narrow door. We know that door is Jesus because he said, I am the door. So when we come through Jesus, when we fully surrender our life to him, we are in him and we have salvation in him. But a lot of times folks will maybe have a church experience or 
grow up believing in Jesus. You know, the Bible actually says the demons believe in Jesus and tremble. So obviously, it's not enough to just believe in Jesus, to have a mental assent. Yes, Jesus is real. Yeah, I have an emotion. Yeah, when I think about, you know, those days when I would go to church as a child or, you know, if I, whatever, or if I still go to church or I, I'm on the peripheral, I've never actually surrendered myself to him and said, God, this is so hard, but I am going to put my life in you. And when we take our lives and we put them in Jesus, we actually go through that narrow door. We give our life to Jesus. We don't just agree with what Christians believe or what the church believes or what beautiful worship song is on the radio, but we actually bring our lives to him and we go through the narrow door. And those that journey of going through the narrow door is simply surrendering fully. And that doesn't look like perfection because we go through rough roads, we make bad decisions, there's a lot of things we don't do right when we're in him, but we're always in him because we choose to surrender to him. And so I want to just um, encourage you, if you happen to be listening to this and you're on the peripheral, like you like Christianity, you think there's a lot of wisdom in it, you believe in Jesus, but you ha- you know that you've never actually surrendered your life to him then um, you're one of those who's ate with him, you've drank with him, you've been with him on the streets, you have this peripheral idea of God, but you've never actually said, God, I surrender. And sometimes the reason we don't is we, there's one thing that's stopping us. For me, it was that thing of, oh my gosh, like this is, I've always said I wouldn't do this. This is, this is not who I am. This is not my image. My family's not going to agree with this. Um, this is going to mean a lot of trouble for me in my life. I'm not prepared to do this. All those things. That was my big problem. And I had to surrender all of that. And when I surrendered that, they actually didn't become a problem anymore. And what it did was it created a lifestyle of surrender. Because every time I don't want to surrender, it's like I know what it feels like to surrender. And the Lord always helps me (laughs) to come to that place, even if it takes me years. Trust me, I've been very, very stubborn in in my life as a believer. So uh, it doesn't mean that you're perfect. And so please don't get me wrong. If you are surrendered to Jesus, your life is in him. (laughs) If your life is in Christ, you are in Christ. Even if you're having a bad day or bad month or bad week or bad year, you are in Christ. So please don't think you can jump in and out of him. But just understanding that we're not in him just because we have a mental ascent we have a Christian upbringing. We go to church sometimes and we think that it makes us feel good. That is not being in him. So I want to pray with you if you are one of those people like me that you feel like I actually don't know if I'm fully in him. Like I don't know. I actually don't know if I've surrendered my life to him. So let's just pray together and let's just ask him. It's so simple. Jesus, we thank you that you love us. Thank you that you love me so much, Jesus. And it's hard for me to surrender everything to you. It's hard for me to trust you with my life. But today I come to you and I bring to you just this hard place where I want to say no. I don't really want to surrender to Jesus. I don't want to really give my life to being a believer in you and fully submerged into you. But Lord, I take that resistance right now and I I hold it up to you and I pray that you would look at me with your fiery eyes and you would burn up that resistance so that there is no more resistance. And Lord, I come to you right now and I ask you, take my life, Lord. I surrender myself to you, Jesus. I come through you, Jesus, the narrow door into your life, into your house, into you. And I say, Lord, take my life. I give you my life. Thank you, Jesus. 
that you love me so much that my life is so safe in you. I am so full of peace that you carry me where I can't carry myself. God, that you are with me when I can't even be with myself, when I'm so lonely that I don't know how to feel comforted. Lord, you are my comforter. I fully give my life to you, Jesus. I fully surrender and trust you, my maker, my God, my Lord. I give you my life, Lord Jesus. You are my Lord. Amen. Wow. Wow. May you experience his peace, his joy flood you right now, his comfort, whatever you're going through, that you'd feel so much comfort right now and that you would follow him and walk with him and remain in that place in him all the days of your life. Stay with me, guys. Keep listening to these podcasts. I want you to be able to grow in him, whether this was your first time of coming into him or whether you've known him for years and you just listen to these podcasts because you just want to be inspired and full of the riches of the goodness of God. God bless you guys. Have an amazing week. And if you did give your life to Jesus right now, I want to encourage you to just begin spending time with him. Open your Bible, begin to read it. Ask him to show you what they mean, the words. You know, I would start in the book of John. It's a really good place to start in the Bible. Find a local Christian community, whether it's a little house church, maybe a gathering of friends that gather to have a Bible study or worship, or maybe there's a church that you can go to that believes in Jesus, that loves him, and just get stronger in him. So God bless you guys and have an incredible week. Bye-bye.